Welcome to the Human Conversation Podcast with Jules White, the real dragon slayer, author and entrepreneur sales coach. Tune in weekly for human conversation about business and sales. Enjoy business expert interviews, educational episodes and virtual cuppers with entrepreneur business owners. So grab yourself a cuppa and enjoy. Here is your host, Jules White. So welcome everybody to a very exciting human conversation with the amazing Jeff Young. And I have to tell you all that Jeff Young is across the pond, as we say in the UK. So he is based in the USA. We're going to find out all about him in this wonderful conversation. But Jeff, welcome to the human conversation. Namaste. Always, always wonderful. Uh, we tried this once before. We finally got it working. Your, your technology is uh, uh, hopefully working a lot better today. And as you call it, second time lucky. <laughs> second time lucky, Jeff. That's the way. And I sometimes wonder if we'd have done it the first time, it wouldn't quite be as good as it's going to be today. <laughs> so, Jeff, I want to get straight into this. I first of all want to just tell the listeners that you are known as the LinkedIn guru. OK, we are going to talk about this big style. But in true human conversation fashion, one of the things I always ask my guests is, when you left school or college or, you know, you're studying, what was it that you wanted to do? Well, I was lucky enough to have a really good high school counselor who said, you seem to be fairly good at math. Why don't you try computers? So I went to school to become a computer programmer, and that's how I kind of got started. Then fast forward about 35 years later, <laughs> I retired from an IT perspective. Uh, I've been, but I was in IT long before they even called it IT. It was actually called business data processing when I first started. This is interesting, though, Jeff, isn't it? Because this wouldn't have been the laptops and the tech that we see today, would it? Oh, no. I mean, I was into... Uh, I was doing programming on what now they sometimes call heavy metal. I mean, the real, you know, room-sized computers uh, kind of thing. I was doing programming on those. Uh, I want to say at least uh, five to eight years before the PC, the personal computer, was even invented. So, yep. and and uh, I, again, I started as a down and dirty programmer. Got paid about the same amount, down and dirty, you know. Uh, but, but it was wonderful. I, I had a great time doing it. Uh, it became all kinds of opportunities to become other things in my life. First of which was a program, uh, excuse me, which was a project manager. Uh, because sometimes when you're really good at what you do, somebody comes up to you a little bit later and then they ask you, hey, you're pretty good at what you do. How would you like to manage other people who do it as well? <laughs> and, that, and I've always worked well as a team. I've always worked well with people. I, I find I can't really work as well alone. So working with other people and, and managing other people was perfect for me. Yeah. And then that progressed into what I found, finally became was a consultant. Uh, and um, I worked for a small firm by the name of Ernst & Young. You may have heard of them. Yeah, just a small one, uh, yeah, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and um, from that perspective, um, I ended up being a consultant. But about halfway through that career of being a consultant, I decided that I had a lot more fun teaching consultants how to be consultants than being one myself. So I turned myself into a teacher 
which I'd actually already been, but I just kind of discovered that that was the most fun I could ever have was yeah. teaching people how to do things. And, and that's how it turned into a, a career of actually um, a part of what was called the organizational development area of the firm. Uh, and I was ultimately responsible for all the onboarding training that was done for the consulting practice uh, here in the U.S. Amazing. I love this. And, I, you know, actually, you've kind of stayed in your lane then, really, haven't you, from when you left your education? Yeah, it was it was um, one of the things that I discovered about that same time was that there's just no way you're ever going to progress unless you continue to learn. Mm. And changing things sometimes is the right way to do that. Um, I got lucky enough to get farmed out uh, to do a particular program. And after I'd gotten farmed out from being a consultant into the organizational development arm, I went to them and said, hey, how would you like to have um, a uh, guy who's got nine years with street creds of being a consultant help teach your people how to be consultants? And they said, well, let's think about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't think for very long. Take very long. Yep. <laughs> So they said yes, and I went on to, to do that for a long period of time. Uh, and and, uh, and ultimately, um, my ideal job was actually after that, my ideal job was actually being a 50% project manager and 50% and, and performance manager, which is be basically being a teacher as well. Yeah. So, so I got to teach project management for a lot of the last years of my career. Uh, and and that, was, that was just too much fun. Uh, it, it was just, uh, I, I can't tell you how, I've, I've said this before, you probably heard me say it, I, I quote Mark Twain a lot, but the quote I always use from Mark Twain is that, you know, there are two important days in your life. The first one is the day you're born. The second one is the day you figure out why. <laughs> lucky enough to figure out why. I, I think it's quite interesting when you hear about people's careers and, and the, you know, the, the route they travel. We were obviously, you know, that uh, our wonderful friend, Kevin Turner, Sanal, and uh, Stephen Quinn. Uh, we are the Fab Four on Clubhouse. I know you know that about us. And we talked about how proactive were you in your career? Meaning, Jeff, did you just kind of do the things then that people asked you to do? Or did you say, a bit like you've just said, well, actually, how about if I did this, you know, and, and steered your career into a slightly different place? And it sounds like that's part of what you did, Jeff. That happened, yeah, that actually happened several times. Uh, it, it, it's, it's really funny because you, I think a lot of people get stuck. I mean, it, it's kind of a human nature and inertia plays a little bit of a role in that as well. And, and I don't mean that, you know, even if you enjoy what you do, uh, which I did. I, I really loved the variety of working for a consulting firm because, I mean, I got to work with all kinds of different clients, banks, insurance companies, even a defense contractor here in the United States, uh, you know, all kinds, of, even a law firm just for that matter. So it, it was fun, but I was always looking for that next thing that might be a better thing to do, okay? Um, and, and sometimes, you know, you get the opportunity to try, but if you don't actually look for it, it'll never present itself. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the case of, of my saying to myself, I wonder if these guys would like to have me come do this because I would really enjoy doing it. Yeah. And it turned out that they said, absolutely, yes, it was a no brainer for them. Amazing. And of course, the learning that you then did, because you are always learning, as you say. As a part of being a teacher, okay, and that's where the word guru comes in, by the way, the word guru means teacher. Uh, as a part of being a teacher, I've always found that that you are always learning as well. 
And that's, you know, that keeps you young. It keeps you, it, it, it motivates you. It, it helps you to help others. It, it, it's just an amazing kind of thing. I mean, you know, in networking, it's kind of like, you know, the, who, someone who knows someone who knows someone. Well, in teaching, it's someone who knows something who knows something yeah. to some degree. Yeah, it's super, isn't it? I love this chat. I already love where this is going, Jeff. So good. So good. I think, you know, when we had all of the lockdown with the pandemic and everybody went online, you know, the, one of the things I did, I had to take everything I was doing online. And one of the things I decided I'd do was this kind of monthly webinar. And so it would be free for people to come along. And obviously I'd be promoting Jules White and getting to know Jules White. But how much learning, Jeff, did I do on those lovely pocket subject matters of webinar that I did all to do with sales. But the big thing was how much I learned. It really was. I wanted to share that with you because what you say is so true. Well, it, it, it amazes me that, that you found that niche that, that, that you love to do as well. And it, it all stems back from, again, your, your, your beginnings, your, your values, your, your inspirations. Uh, I mean, your father, you know, telling you a long time ago, there's no such thing as the word can't. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's fabulous. Uh, you know, I, I, my father never told me that, but but I, I think I, I agree with it totally. And, mm. and, and so that kind of inspiration is something that you know really is amazing. And then and then you take something that kind of I, I've I've never been a good salesperson myself personally. Okay, but when you talk about it, I think well, yeah, I could do that because it's live it, love it, sell it. Okay. I mean, how can you not, you know, if, if you, if you've got it that ingrained in you and you love what you're doing, how can you not sell it? I mean, to some, to some degree, you know, I always put out the disclaimer, you know, yeah, I might be the LinkedIn guru, but I do not work for, and I am in no way associated with Microsoft or LinkedIn. Okay. But I love LinkedIn. So I'm selling LinkedIn every single day because of the way that I want people to, to realize how great a tool it's been for me. And it can be a great tool for them as well, no matter what their goals are, as long as they understand the tool and how to how to utilize it. And that's where I come in. That's why I teach. That's why I'm the LinkedIn guru. And that is the beautiful link then to me wanting to talk about LinkedIn. And one of the things I noticed on your um, profile was that you joined LinkedIn on the 13th of May, 2004. And you were one of the first 600,000 members to join. That's something, isn't it, Jeff? It's, a, it's amazing. There are very, very few people who have a lower member number than me. Okay. Yeah. And, and by the way, that's something that a lot, not a lot of people know as well, because LinkedIn doesn't display it anymore. But you can actually see someone's member number if you actually know how to go out there and find their, their member number. So that's a, that's a little, and I hate using this word. I'm not really fond of the word hack. But it's a little tip that, that sometimes I show people. Yeah. And there are very few people that I'm connected with that have a lower member number than mine. My member number was actually 594,945. Amazing. <laughs> and and again, I, I can show you that on my profile. It, it, it would be too technical. I mean, I'd have to share my screen and actually show you the source code for my profile. Yeah. There's the IT in me. There's oh, the yeah. I see yeah. it. I see it. <laughs> so, so, so I know how to, to look at that. But it's, it's been amazing to me to have been there that long because I've seen LinkedIn change and oh, grow nice. and morph into something that, well, okay. So, so for example, when I first joined back in 2004, I really didn't do very much with LinkedIn. 
I, I sat there and I got it because somebody else said, oh, you got to be on LinkedIn as a professional and, you know, okay, fine. So I treated it, you know, like a field of dreams. I built a profile and hoped they would come and they didn't. <laughs> okay, so, so, so it sat there because I already had a job and in LinkedIn's original days, it was really a, a recruiting tool and, and honestly, sometimes there was a stigma that if you worked for a company and you were on LinkedIn, ooh, that was a bad thing because you were looking for a job. Wow. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's nowhere near that way anymore. As a matter of fact, a lot of companies encourage their employees to use LinkedIn because it's a great networking tool. Yeah. But I let it sit there for three years and I didn't actually even really get into LinkedIn very much until I retired, interestingly enough. Yeah. And that was the next chapter of my life. Okay, because when I retired, I, I knew I wasn't, retirement to me was never go play golf or go fishing or not really. I, 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 when I retired, I wanted to start, you know, networking with other people and doing other things and maybe doing some many things local in the community, et cetera. Yeah. And so LinkedIn, I wondered how I could do that. I wondered how I can network and continue that. Okay, when I'm not going to be at a work environment every single day, going to the same place, and, you know, et cetera. And every single person I asked about it said, oh, yeah, LinkedIn's a great networking tool. Use it. Okay, so I started to do so. And I had not used it very much. And I realized that, you know, if I'm going to learn how to use this tool, what's the best way for me to learn how? Well, the best way for me to learn how was to start to teach it to other people. Wow. And that's exactly how I started training and how I became the LinkedIn guru. As a matter of fact, the, the, one of the people who had come to uh, six or eight of my seminars, I started doing seminars, okay? Not webinars, but in-person, you know, and as a teacher, those, that's technically called butts in seats. Yeah. Uh, I, I had a lot more fun put, being up in front of a crowd, uh, which I'm going to get to do more of here, hopefully, as, as soon as we get on. Oh, yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. Keep your fingers crossed on that one. Yeah. Uh, but I started teaching it and, and there was someone that I knew well, who was a good friend who came to like six or eight of my seminars. And I'm not sure what that says about him or about me. I mean, either he's a slow learner or I'm <laughs> not a very good. No, you know, when it, when it, when it came to LinkedIn, it took that long to learn it over time uh, yeah. because it started to get really complex. But he, about after about the sixth seminar, he comes up to me after the seminar and he, and he smiles at me and shakes his finger at me and says, you know what, Jeff? You're a real guru with this. And I went, guru. I like ah, that. <laughs> I really like the sound of that. Okay. So I started using the word guru. And especially after I looked it up in the dictionary and it says teacher. teacher. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. That was me. Amazing. You know, so, so, you know, obviously to teach, you then have to have a source of learning for you in order to teach. So tell us more about actually, what was that source? Was that you miss messing around and just teaching yourself? Or did you have a guru yourself uh, who you followed? Originally, it was that it was, uh, and I, I find that I, uh, I tell people that well, it's an old joke, but you know, how, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. I'm sorry, I'm an old guy. So it's an old joke. <laughs> Uh, but, but, but the point being is that that's what I actually started doing with LinkedIn is pounding on it every single day, doing something with it, figuring out where to go, what to do, you know, et cetera. Okay. And that's how it started. So that's how I learned it to begin with, because I had to do that in order to answer all the questions that I get in, in my seminars. I mean, if I, if I have to say, I don't know, then I'm not going to look like much of a guru. am I? Mm. Okay. So, so I have to understand how the tool works. So that's what I started to do to begin with. 
But then later on, yes, now I've got all kinds of other teachers. Kevin Turner being one of those folks. Yeah. You know, and 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 he's Sonal Bahal being another. And and oh, by the way, uh, let's see, Lois Cliff actually being another. Yeah. These are all people that you've had on your by the oh, way. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're you're getting up there. You you I meant in in terms of the number of episodes, you're you're getting close to like 90. So I I may be 90th episode or something. Yeah. But but those guys and Jillian Whitney, I'm sorry, I gotta mention, you know, the Google goddess, okay? Because because she can look up anything and get an answer to anybody for anything, right? So so all of those people have been teaching me, and I cannot do one of these sessions without giving an, another kudo to another great friend across the pond, in, in addition to you, and that is of course John Esperian. Yeah, yeah. The relentlessly helpful LinkedIn nerd. I mean, you know, his, if his brand hasn't gotten, gotten you yet, it will, okay? Um, <laughs> it will. And actually, if you're listening, you do need to look up John. And John was on my podcast in some I'm of sure the earlier episodes as well. I've been very, very blessed with my guests, Jeff. So so, so it's, it's great, isn't it, to hear that you're not only networking with these guys, but you're learning from them as well, which is what is, this is all about, isn't it, surely? Yep. Well, and and learn and as you learn from them, you you get to know their style. You get to know, you know, what they offer. The and and you you find out how valuable they really are. And if you value somebody, you're going to go back to them again and again. And yeah. and I'm, I'm not meaning that I go back to them every day and ask a question or something like that. I mean, I try to give back as well. You know, I, I, I'm trying to do that on a broad basis, but I also individually might send some of those people a DM that says, hey, guess what I found? <laughs> okay? Yeah. And, and share that. And that makes us all smarter, right? Yeah. So, so that's a part of, and ultimately over time, you cannot get away. Let's come back. Let's bring this back to that human connection. Okay. You cannot get away from the human connection because you're going to get to like these people. Yeah. Okay? You're going to get to know these people. You're going to get to like these people. You're going to get to trust these people. There we go. There's something that comes up with sales a lot. No like and trust. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay? So, so from that standpoint, you know, it, it can't be anything but a good thing to have relationships and ongoing relationships with those kind of folks. I mean, our relationship, we first connected. I know I followed you and I, I saw your stuff a long time before that, but you and I have been connected since May of 2020. Okay. Wow. So you were one of the folks, and, and that's kind of what 2020 and the pandemic did for me. It kind of not forced me, but allowed me to go global. Yeah. Okay. So I've got a lot more friends that are a lot more international than I ever, ever had in my entire life because of a tool like LinkedIn. And isn't this the power of it? And, and the pandemic, as you say, really enhanced that. And yeah, we could say it forced us to, but not forced in a horrible way. We, we went on a journey of discovery, didn't we, through it, when you look at it. Here's the other thing, Jeff, that, that was so amazing that I have to mention, is that one of the first times I did meet you on Zoom, because I am yet to meet you in real life, and we will, um, was when Gillian, you and I, had a call. And Gillian was in Israel. And you were in the US and I was in the UK. So we had three different time zones going on. And, and I'm saying it because I still think, wow, that, how cool is that? Isn't that amazing? I mean, yeah. yes. That, and, and, and I don't know whether Jillian introduced me to, me to you or I introduced you to her. I, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, the, the point was that we, we had a conversation and said, oh, would we like to get together and actually take it to the next level okay, mm -hmm. and actually do a face to face? 
Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. not in person, but face to face. And I'm telling you, I've got, I probably got six Zoom calls scheduled today. As a matter of fact, you mentioned a couple of these people earlier. Today at 1 p.m. my time, Jillian, Stephen Quinn, and I will be on a Zoom call because we do that now on a regular basis. Amazing. At least once a month, we do that. I love that so much. Just, just my favorite people all in one place. It's so good, isn't it, Jeff? Yep, so, look, um, you know, there's lots, lots to talk about, obviously, when you think of LinkedIn. But one of the things that it really strikes me is, as we've already started to say how much it's changed. But, you know, this endless battle, Jeff, uh, of the algorithm that everybody talks about, you know, I want to mention that because you yeah. and I know what the answer is to this. Yeah. But I want you to tell the audience, you know, the ones who think, oh, LinkedIn doesn't work for me. Nobody likes my stuff. I don't know what to post, et cetera, et cetera. Tell us about the algorithm, Jeff. Well, uh, the algorithm is, is obviously, as you said, one of the, the huge topics that people are constantly talking about on LinkedIn. And unfortunately, when you're talking about the algorithm, you're talking about a moving target because they are constantly changing the algorithm and the, and the algorithm because, well, as a matter of fact, I, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I love to make a joke about some of these kind of things because I think when I, when I make people laugh about it, okay, it actually helps them learn it. Okay. So I call it my uncle Al. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, his first name's Al. His full name is Al Gorithm. Okay, <laughs> so, so so and my uncle Al's a crazy son of a gun. I mean, you know, he, he can be nuts some days. I mean, just recently, I did a post last Thursday that got I don't know um, three hundred views. Period in four days or four hundred views in four days. I did a post this morning, and that post took off, and it's got sixteen hundred views in four hours. Yeah, you know, so so it's not about that. It's about what you are, who your audience is, who you're trying to relate to, and don't worry about the algorithm. Now, the only thing that I do tell people is that you, what you should worry about as far as the algorithm is concerned is you should go out and find your tribe and then start interacting with those people. Go out there, like, comment. You know, I, I mean, look at it from this perspective. You know, people put so much, they put so much strength on posting, okay? It, it's all about posting. Well, honestly, no, it's not. I, I mean, yes, if you are of the mind and you would love to do that, do that, okay? Because if you post and you add value, eventually people are going to come find you and, and you're going to get some traction that way as well. But the way I found that I, I you know, I only post like maybe twice a week, okay? Yeah. That's all I post, yeah. okay? So I spend the rest of my time going out there and talking with the other people that I know in my network by commenting on their posts or replying to the comments they made on mine, you know, et cetera. Yeah. One of the things that, again, I think it's about being human as well, even when it comes to the algorithm, because that's an artificially intelligent piece of software. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if you tell it what you like, it, it, it's kind of like sometimes I talk about the algorithm and I mention another piece of software that does this as well for music. You ever hear of Pandora? Yes. Pandora, yes. where you do the thumbs up, thumbs down, and where yes. it starts feeding you more of what you really, really wanted in the first place. I've trained Pandora over the years to give me exactly what I want. Okay. I've also done the very same thing to LinkedIn as well, because I've gone out there and I've commented it and liked and interacted with the stuff that I want to see. Yes. Okay? Yes. Now, Uncle Al's a little crazy sometimes, though, as well. <laughs> right now, one of the things that Al, even though I've not told him that I really, really like this kind of stuff, Uncle Al is feeding me a, a lot of, guess what? I bet you can guess this. 
Oh gosh, now you put me on the spot, Jen. Oh no, I won't make it. <laughs> I won't make it yet. But, but but Al is feeding me and probably you as well a bunch of posts that are polls. Oh yes, yes. Al loves polls. He's just given polls the the king keys to the kingdom and you know and sometimes five out of the ten posts that I see on my on my homepage feed are polls. Well, I'm going to have to smack up, you know, Al upside the head here one of these days and say, no, I don't want to see any more of those because I'm tired of polls, especially yeah. the meaningless ones. Yeah. Now, you know, meaningless, meaningful is obviously like beauty in the eye of the beholder. Okay. But I'm going to stop, you know, I'm going to stop responding to polls that are asking inane questions that have nothing to do with anything I ever do yeah. as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, or, or actually even more, more better, I'm actually going to click the magic, what I call the magic three dots and tell LinkedIn, no, no more. No more, no more. Yeah. Jeff, yeah. it's interesting polls actually, isn't it? Because you're right. It, I definitely see lots of polls in my feed currently. And I know that there was a lot of talk about actually polls are really good to get visibility. But here's the thing. I think you said it. Poll's great when it's got real meaning to it. I think it's wonderful and it gets you thinking. And also, of course, it's engagement because we all love to take part and give our opinion. So there's an element of polls I imagine is really super good. But it's, as you say, the polls that you see one after the other, sometimes I think they're polls for the sake of polls, which yeah. is like anything on social media. It does seem like. Yeah, and it's about filtering out that quality, isn't it, of, of all of this, so that you really show LinkedIn what you want to see. You know? Yes, well, and, and and that's really true no matter what you post or mo no matter what you comment on, okay? Yeah. We're back to that human element. In, in, infuse some of what you think. Put your two cents worth in there. And please, and I, I know I'm, I'm beating a, a, you know, a dead horse on this one, but 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 I have to remind people every single time: if it's not valuable, don't. Yeah. Okay? Don't post yeah. it. If you're yeah. not adding value, all you're doing is making noise. Yeah. Okay? And, yeah. and uh, it's not about making noise on LinkedIn, no. because the more value you add, the more people will come back and, and, and again interact. I, I've had. Yeah, and it's not about only your connections either. Obviously, the algorithm feeds your post to your connections to begin with, right? But I'll tell you, at least half the people who have commented on my posts from this morning are people I have never even heard from ever, okay? So now we've started a conversation, you know, in yeah. that process. And sometimes that conversation goes back and forth. That's another pet peeve of mine is that because... I'm trying to be human. The respect that I will offer someone on a post is if they comment on my post, well, guess what? I'm going to comment back. I'm going to at least say thanks, but I might also add, oh, I love your perspective on this because you know you said this, right? That starts the conversation, okay? Mm -hmm. And I, I really dislike people who, honestly, it's, it's kind of like posting for posting's sake. It's commenting for commenting's sake, right? Mm -hmm. Because they'll comment, I'll comment back and they'll never even acknowledge the fact that I commented back. No. They ghosted me, right? Yeah, yeah. Why would you want to do that? That's not human. That's not very nice. Ghosting someone in any way, shape or form is yeah. not a nice thing to do. You know, one of the things that we've always talked about, Jeff, is would you behave like that in real life, face to face? 
And I think that's personally how I want to show up on LinkedIn is how you would see me if you met me. And I'd want you to feel like you recognize me, you know, and I think that's true human UHP, as you know, I call it the unique human proposition. But I think that's what it's all about for me, from my perspective. Well, and and you kind of, I I mean, I must give you a little bit of credit here because you kind of inspired my post from this morning because I was going to be talking, no, seriously, because I was going to be talking about you with you about the unique human, you know, proposition. And I'm going, well, you know what, then I'm going to talk about being human on LinkedIn this morning. And I'm going to give you some credit for that. Okay. It was lovely. I knew you were coming up today. Yeah. And, and and so and, and it proves, you know, it just proves the fact. Now, now of course I mentioned you as well. So if I didn't mention you, you might not have seen the fact that I wanted to give you credit for that. But sure. I wanted to give you credit and I wanted you to know I gave you credit. Yeah. Because I'm again was trying to be nice to you, to be human to you, to say that was really interesting in honor of the fact that I'm going to be talking with you. Let's talk about human, you know, being human on LinkedIn, folks. And I'm telling you, it's amazing that post is done really, really it's well. It's done super well, hasn't it? Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's relevant because we are here today. We're having a human conversation. We're making a podcast. So it wasn't even for the sake of it. It wasn't about vanity. It wasn't about views. It was absolutely real, which is what is the beauty, isn't it, of how you do this, Jeff? A human thing to do is to give credit where it is due. Okay. Oh, I'm a poet and didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I didn't mean it to rhyme, but it did. (laughs) (laughs) But it did. (laughs) So look, Jeff, there's a couple of other things I want to touch on. So obviously we've got on your profile, it says, paid in the three C's, coffee, conversation, and sometimes chocolate. I love that. (laughs) It's just, it's, it's something that I took a long time ago from a, a person that I met one time as a part of a, of, a, of a networking meeting, as a matter of fact. And when they were doing their 30 second speech, you know, they got up and said, hi, I'm a professional networker. I get now actually the way they did it, I changed it to me. Okay. So it's not, it's not worthwhile unless you can make it yours. Right. Yeah. The way they introduced themselves is they said, they got paid in three C's coffee conversation. And their third C was Chardonnay. Oh, nice. ah, okay. <laughs> so I, I went, well, let's see what Chardonnay is not bad, but oh, chocolate. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so I started using that. And, and again, uh, it, it's introducing myself that way in many, many instances. That's why it's in my, you know, in my headline, because yeah. I want that to be a part of my headline. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, and I want people to know that, you know, well, and, and again, that might be too cutesy for some folks. Okay. But that's okay. That's okay. Isn't it, Jeff? It again, yeah. I, all of all of the people that I know and respect will tell you that it's okay to show some personality on your profile. Yeah. So that's what I was trying to do here. Yeah. Show yeah. A little bit of personality. And you know, I always say to everybody, you will not sell to everyone, and that's okay too, because you yeah. just don't want to be this person who pleases everyone. It's almost impossible, isn't it? So, oh, yeah. you you put you into that profile then the right people will be attracted to it, which is, and of course, for me, I have to tell you, I'd pick sh- chocolate over Chardonnay every time, Jeff. <laughs> <That was laughs> so it's all good. Uh, yes. 
So yeah. the reason I brought that up is because if you do read your profile on LinkedIn and all the links, by the way, will be on the notes to this podcast. So you can connect with Jeff and you must connect with Jeff because I say so. Um, <laughs> but actually, when you read the notes, there's um, pretty much everything you do, Jeff, is voluntary and it's from a place of giving. So tell us just a little bit about that, how you position your, your services, your LinkedIn guru services. Well, um, again, that was when I started teaching it, okay, I taught it because I wanted to network and I, I taught it because I wanted to start teaching it, but to make a difference in the local community, okay? So this kind of relates back to my Ernst & Young days as well, because when I was at Ernst & Young, I was on the road 85% of the time. I mean, you know, consultants travel for a living. We're world warriors. So, so you know, back in the day, I was traveling 85% of the time. And when I finally got off the road, I found that I could actually have the time to make a difference in my local community and get more involved in my local community. So that was why I started helping a couple of nonprofits. And back in the day, those nonprofits and LinkedIn were linked because of the fact that the nonprofits that I was helping were the ones that were helping people find a job. Okay? And I still do. That's, that's the key to this process. I've been doing this for 13, 14 years, and I'm still helping those very same nonprofits do that very same thing with LinkedIn. So, so being a part of that and volunteering was something that I never had time to do before. Mm -hmm. But volunteering, you know, volunteering has always been one of those learning experiences for me as well. So volunteering in my local community and with a focus on my local community, that's really what, why I did that. And, and I just decided that I didn't, like I said, I never really started doing this until I retired. And the idea behind retirement to me is the, the fact that it is that you have planned, it's kind of like, well, it's kind of like project management. You plan the work, you work the plan, okay? And then you actually got to the point where you've got enough disposable income coming in that you don't have to be paid to do anything else for the rest of your life. That was my goal. That was how I got there. And that was basically what ended up happening. So that, you know, yeah, I could make money selling, if you will, my services as far as LinkedIn is concerned, but I never needed to. So I never started to do it at the beginning. And now 14 years later, it's like, well, why would I bother? Okay. And, and you know, and coming up with a phrase that says I get paid in chocolate, I want people to believe that. Yeah. So, so, so I literally do get paid in chocolate. Yeah, it's true. It's a true story. So, Jeff, we, we want to follow you on LinkedIn, so we will. Uh, you know, that's what people will do, Please. hopefully, who are listening. Um, also, are there any other places to connect with you? I notice on your headline you talk about having done, I think it's over 200 LinkedIn seminars in three years, which is phenomenal. And you talked about these being face-to-face. -face. We know we've had a lockdown. Did you take them online, Jeff? I did. Uh, for all of 2020 and all of this year so far as well, uh, they're all Zoom sessions. Wonderful. Um, and, and there are links on my profile that will show you my upcoming seminars that are open right. to the public. Okay. Right. And, and again, I focus on the, you know, the, uh, I focus on the local geographic area, but that doesn't mean that I haven't done. I did a seminar back in June that was for over 600 people in Israel. Wow. So again, the opportunities on LinkedIn are just crazy. It's amazing yeah. what you can find when you go looking. Okay. So, so, and, and yeah, LinkedIn is where I would love people to follow me because following me will actually get you possibility of seeing my stuff out there. Hopefully I can help you by 
teaching you a little bit more about LinkedIn. If you go to my profile, though, you can find all kinds of links that will help you and go to my articles and my newsletter and blah, blah, you know, all that kind of stuff. And by the way, that newsletter, I, I, I fail to mention this sometimes. If you subscribe to my newsletter, that does not mean I'm going to take your email and feed you spam or anything along those lines. As a matter of fact, a LinkedIn newsletter as a subscription doesn't even show me your email. All a subscription on link, to a LinkedIn newsletter does is get you an email, one more, because I only do one a month, one more month that will tell you I've actually published my next newsletter. Yeah. And so that's the best of both worlds. So you don't have to worry about subscribing and worry about my taking your email someplace else. And Jeff, can I ask you about the newsletter uh, function on LinkedIn? Does everybody have that ability or are they still rolling that out to a certain few? They're very, very, very slowly rolling that out. <laughs> I wish everybody did have it because newsletter is a very, very specific kind of article. Yeah. And it's really great because LinkedIn, when I first saw it, I said, ooh, this sounds interesting because LinkedIn says, if you do an article as a newsletter and set one up, okay, I will, I, LinkedIn, will inform all of your connections, all of your followers, and all of them, therefore, afterwards, your subscribers that you've actually published one. So that's one of the very few places on LinkedIn that when you do publish something, you've got a guarantee that it's going to go out to all of that all network. Those people, and in yeah. my case, that's about 23,500 subscribers uh, to my newsletter over time. That's, that's built itself up to that. Well, you've had a lot longer to build it up than me, Jeff, I have to say, because I went on to LinkedIn, I think, in 2011. So I was a little bit behind you. But my goodness, I've seen the changes too. So it has been really amazing having this chat with you because I think there's some real little gems in there as well about the discussion around LinkedIn between us. LinkedIn is just, it was my lifeline for all of the pandemic because again, I you probably noticed this, you, people can't see us unless they watch the YouTube version of this, but people, you know, people can see that I'm you know, moving my hands a lot. I'm kind of an animated person and I'm kind of quite an extrovert. And as an extrovert, boy, being in lockdown was no fun for me. No. So LinkedIn was my lifeline to get out there and actually continue to talk with people, get to see people, you know, et cetera. And it's just continued on, uh, you know, after that. And, mm -hmm. and, and you know, again, as, as of May 2020, you and, I, you and I discovered one another, or at least connected officially with one another, probably before yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, you're, you're the kind of connection that I want to make again and again and again because you're the kind of connection that always gives back you're the kind of connection that always provides value and i so much appreciate the, the opportunity to have a, another chat with you oh so, jeff it's been so cool having you on my podcast now just before you go i have a couple of last questions the first one is actually in relation to the fact that yes this will be on youtube everybody and so you can see our beautiful faces and see and watch us speaking but behind jeff you will see if you tune into youtube he has an amazing visual of superman himself jeff what is that all about tell us well, as you may have noticed on my banner and my background photo on LinkedIn, uh, when I became a teacher, I've always thought that the teachers who taught me and I've always thought, you know, the, the teachers in general are super, uh, have superpowers, okay? So I also sometimes introduce myself or, or, or in this case, end a conversation with the fact that, hi, I'm a teacher. What's your superpower? <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, uh, and, uh, yeah. and, and I've 
I, I have so much fun doing it that, that I want to make people laugh. And I, hopefully that helps with, with that. Oh, well. it does. It's great, Jeff. My superpower is probably coffee, conversation and chocolate. What do you reckon? <laughs> Ooh, that's not a bad superpower. Mm. Or super fuel, at least. Um, okay, and my last question, Jeff, and it, it has been an absolute pleasure. I know when I listen to this back, because I always listen to my podcasts back to edit them, I will have to do hardly any editing because it's been such a lovely conversation, but I know I'm going to enjoy listening back to it. But I want you to leave our audience of amazing listeners with just one last golden nugget from the LinkedIn guru himself. What is that one thing that you want to leave everybody with, Jeff? I think kind of what we've been talking about to some degree this entire time. I think two things that they're kind of the same thing, be yourself and be human on LinkedIn. It, it will never ever be the wrong choice. Okay? It's just something that makes other people understand who you are. And the more people who understand who you are, the more opportunities you will have. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wow. What a fabulous ending to this human <laughs> conversation, Jeff. Jeff, I've loved it as always. Um, listeners, what an amazing man, Mr. Jeff Young, the LinkedIn guru himself. He has a lot of superpowers, if you ask me. I do hope that this conversation has inspired you. If you're not on LinkedIn, get on there. If you don't follow Jeff, follow him and be there, show up, be human and learn because LinkedIn, that is what it's all about. We love it there. And look at the friends we've made. You know, Jeff and I have this great friendship and we will meet one day. So thank you, Jeff, so much for your time. My pleasure. And thank you. And of course, as a, as a guru, I have to say namaste. Namaste to you too. Listeners, please follow us, subscribe and tell us what you think about our human conversation. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and of course, our beautiful faces will be on YouTube. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next time. Ta-ta for now. You've just been listening to the Human Conversation podcast with Jules White. To find out more about the other work that Jules does, please visit her website, www.liveitloveitsellit.co.uk. And if you enjoyed the podcast, then please do leave a rating and review on the platform you use to enjoy her show. Thanks for listening and see you next time.